At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel here on Live Bet Sunday, tracking everything going on in the National Football League. So we have developments, or as uh, what is the uh, the little thing? Uh, things are happening. Yes, let's go. Come on, this is what we need here. Another Sam Ellinger turnover. Come on, baby. Um, again, I apologize. Beast Within has the uh, one of the Circus Survivor entrants who is sitting uh, with Derek Stevens behind us. Does have the Indianapolis Colts here. But Sam Ellinger, after what looked like a promising drive, Colts were working on a red zone possession, and uh, the ball was hit out of his hands as he was going to fire it, but that is intercepted, and uh, the Houston Texans are going to take over. So that is two turnovers, actually three turnovers for the Indianapolis Colts, one on special teams, two charged, two one Sam Ellinger, and the Texans take over yet again. They are up 17-7. Big third and 10 here as we go over to Atlanta. Desmond Ritter and the Falcons, uh, Okay, Ritter's going to slide at about his own 29-yard line. Will the Falcons go for it? A game that they have nothing to play for against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that has nothing to play. Why wouldn't you, like, in one of these games, right? So Tampa Bay and Atlanta, why wouldn't you go for it? Why wouldn't you just keep going for it? Why would you ever punt in a game that means absolutely nothing for either team? I'm just curious, right? Just experiment with one game plan in which you never punt and see how it works out for you. I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Again, the Falcons have nothing going on here. Neither do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why would you ever punt in one of these games? I guess you're working on your special teams unit. So fourth and two, uh, awesome, because the Buccaneers are going to get the ball back. About six and a half minutes left to go there. Uh, in-game number here, this is a four-and-a-half point spread in favor of Atlanta, total of 45-and-a-half. So 
And uh, that's going to take a very friendly bounce for the uh, Falcons. It's going to go out at about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, call it 19 or 18-yard line with this thing t- uh, tied up at 10 apiece. Let's go over to Miami and update what we have between the Dolphins and the New York Jets because the Dolphins have finally found the scoreboard here. Remember, the Jets did miss a field goal of their own. Dolphins, though, lead now 3 nothing with about, uh, we'll call it five minutes left to go in the second quarter. In-game total, down to 25 and a half. Dolphins could be a playoff team. How about that? And five and a half is the spread in favor of Miami. It is. Uh, it was reported earlier today, too, by the way. Let's just say the Dolphins uh, make it into this thing. Because, again, New England Patriots control their own destiny. they got to win to get in. But if they do not, the Dolphins, if they win this game, would be next in line to make it into the postseason as a seven seed. Um, and Patriots trailing 14-7 right now. It is heading in that direction and with the Dolphins leading. Um there's no indication as to whether or not Tua Tungabailoa would be ready to play for Miami should they get into the postseason. So the quarterback situation, again, becomes fascinating for Miami if it indeed breaks their way and they can get into the postseason should the New England Patriots lose this game to the Buffalo Bills. And again, we'll reiterate, Bills do have something to play for here uh, in the grand scheme of the postseason. Speaking of teams that do have something to play for and terrible games at that, 10 plays, 71 yards, 457, I believe, off the clock. And David Njoku gets into the end zone for the Cleveland Browns. They lead the Pittsburgh Steelers 7-0. 627 left to go in the second. Steelers kicking themselves a little bit. Had a goal-to-go possession that ultimately ends in a turnover for them. So they now stare a 7-0 deficit in the face. And also at stake here, uh, Mike Tomlin's ridiculous run of not having a losing record as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, fighting for a ninth win here, of course, Odd year, so you or excuse me, the schedule now odd amount of games, so you can't uh, lock into a 500 record or better. So the Steelers looking for another winning season under Mike Tomlin potentially, and also of course the outside shot at a postseason berth would need Miami and New England to lose. They trail seven nothing to the Cleveland Browns, and uh, this is coming on the heels too, right? Like it's not that Kenny Pickett has played terribly in this game, uh, but Pickett had played really well. We mentioned this yesterday when we were talking to Ben Brown. A picket in four out of his last five games, PFF passing grades of 72 or higher, uh, had a brilliant game. I think I think the Ravens game, I'll double check. I think the Ravens game or the game prior to that, he had a PFF passing grade of 90. So Pickett seems to be getting more comfortable, but right now Steelers offense really getting next to nothing in terms of efficient offensive performance as they are down to about midfield. Pickett right now, three of eight for 58 yards. Uh, we'll go to Chicago. 16-0 lead is now, it looks like, 16-6 with an extra point coming. Uh, Jones is into the end zone for a touchdown. I- I'll double-check this. I don't know if he was injured and or benched. I believe Nathan Peterman is out of the game here for Chicago. Um, I think Tim Boyle has taken over as quarterback. Now, I don't know if this is, again, due to play or to injury to Peterman, but regardless, it does seem that Tim Boyle is now taking snaps for the Chicago Bears. Okay, so we're going dual quarterbacks for the Chicago Bears. I had missed that report, so thank you for the update, Elliot. So we're going two quarterbacks in for Chicago, and that touchdown is good right now. 16-6, extra point coming up for the Chicago Bears. Uh, Let's update really quickly. We will go to Baltimore and Cincinnati as we're bouncing around and seeing what's going on. Baltimore, again, resting pretty much everybody, uh, pretty much fine with what's going to happen in the AFC wildcard matchup uh, since they are not AFC North champions. Um, 17-0. Baltimore currently trails the Cincinnati Bengals right now in this matchup. They do have a flag on the field, so we'll see what that is going to be, but they do have the ball right now at about their own 24-yard line or so. All right, we need this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers got a third and eight. Time is running down in the first half. 
Um, Buccaneers kind of look like a team that really don't have anything to play for, but they're out there anyway. So 5.43 left to go in the second quarter. This is a third and eight for the Bucs, uh, well into their own territory. They have performed well on third downs, actually. They're 4-6 on third downs. Uh, this is a somewhat longish third down. Right now, in-game, four-and-a-half-point underdogs, and uh, they are not going to get this. It uh, looked like they were trying to run some sort of screen, but that's thing, that thing is blown up quickly. It's going to be a fourth and eight. You'd assume, even though there's nothing going on, you'd assume that they're going to punt this thing back to Atlanta, and there's a pretty good shot here. I mean, there's plenty of time. You hold them to a three and out. You get the ball back right before halftime. Uh, but we're going to call this very improbable uh, that I get a uh, a first-half win here when it comes to the money line play on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Look at this. Sorry, I paused real quick because I, uh, I got distracted. Let's go over to Buffalo. So 14-7 lead for the Buffalo Bills. New England's been, to give them some credit, offense has not been great, but they've been pretty feisty here. And a big run for the New England Patriots uh, has them set up just at about midfield here against Buffalo. So again, New England is the one team that we're looking at because they are the first in the domino effect for the seventh seed in the AFC. They win this game, and they are in. Also, I should probably note, because I do have something in this game, big picture-wise, I still need the New England Patriots to lose one more game to lock in this win total of under 8.5. They're sitting at 8-8 eight and eight right now, so I need them to lose this game so I can get this win total in. Uh, but... The uh, New England Patriots, multitude of things that are at stake right now, including some win total bets that are out there, whether you bet this thing over or under. So New England, of course, can get into the postseason, win total decision at stake, and a little bit more there. So the Patriots, again, trailing 14-7. to All right, with that, let's wait for some action to develop, and let's go to some of these afternoon games really quickly. We've hit on a couple of them. I've made my opinion known on a few. Let's go to Los Angeles and Seattle really quickly to update uh, anybody who has been uh, not tracking these numbers. So Seattle now... Uh, down to a five-point favorite with a total of 41.5. This was, for me, like, I, so I'm on 6.5 here with uh, the Seattle Seahawks. The market, I thought, was a little strong, and it, we're starting to see some buyback here for Seattle. And I mentioned something in passing, and Ian, Mc, um, uh, Ian McMillan, who was with us earlier, also on the Rams, and um, actually, Austin Mock was as well. So it's a trio so far right now that is uh, in lockstep with Los Angeles. But one of the things that kind of sticks out to you for Seattle is defensively, right? The Seattle team still is not very good. Uh, the New York Jets last week, for example, uh, averaged four and a half yards per carry against the Seattle Seahawks team, went away from it because they fell into a hole and Mike White kept throwing picks. But this Rams team is going to be able to come in here. They're going to be able to run the ball effectively. It's a divisional matchup, as we know. It's not like the Rams are changing anything from a personnel standpoint. The same personnel that's been available to them for the most part these last few weeks is going to be out there on the field against the Seattle Seahawks. The market, I think, is just really overvaluing the thought process of, Team X needs to win, thus they are the play here, and we'll drive this thing up. And I think the betting market today and the last couple of hours is getting this right in driving this number back down to five. Now, having said that, let's go to Denver in this afternoon matchup. Uh, as, of course, we pointed out, and as Elliot pointed out, because of the results of this Baltimore-Cincinnati game, the Chargers have nothing to play for, so they are locked into their seed, fifth seed, I believe, correct? They'll be the five seed, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. So... Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's right. Four or five matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That'll be a lot of fun. That's kind of a fun game, actually. I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, regardless, so the Chargers have nothing to play for. So we're going to move this up a point, even though we knew before kickoff that the Ravens were resting their starters and that they weren't going to try to win this game in any way, shape, or form. But now that it's you know officially, officially official, and they're down 17 points, uh, we're going to get to this point where now we're looking at this, uh, uh, what's it called? Oh, three points from this morning. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah, it was minus three this morning. That's correct. Yeah, this is up quite a bit now. Um, so we're going to move this even more because of this result. 
again, I think it's a little ridiculous when you're doing this, but the market has its ways. And I would say, because we were talking about this earlier, like if it gets to seven, I mean, given the way this thing is moving, it might get to seven, considering there's already multiple six and a halfs in the market right now in favor of the Denver Broncos. So uh, again, market probably overreacting a little bit here. Two NFC East matchups. Uh, one, I did take in the contest form, and I will be looking to bet if it gets to 17, Philadelphia and New York. So we're up to 16 and a half across the board. Total is 42. As we know, Philadelphia needs to win to clinch the one seed, and the NFC East can still clinch the one seed with other results, all yada, yada. We know what the situation is here. Uh, but the market is really freaking out because, of course, the Giants aren't playing anybody. Giants are still a really well-coached team, and I would not sleep on them being at completely out of this game. And we're talking about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I mean, Hurts hasn't played for a while. We don't know if this is going to be the smoothest thing in the world. And, oh, boy, did I just get something positive to happen for me or what? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers just recover a fumble in plus territory here with four minutes left to go in the second quarter. I believe they might have. So we'll update you there. Uh, we also have a second and goal coming up for the New England Patriots. They trail 14-7, 4-15 left to go in the second. Again, we're rapidly approaching halftime in a lot of these games. Uh, but it does look, holy smokes. So Desmond Ritter went to throw the ball and just lost it, just completely dropped it. It wasn't even hit or anything. So we will uh, we'll update what the Buccaneers can do with this possession and also with this second and goal here for the New England Patriots looking to punch this in and potentially tie this game with the Buffalo Bills. On the other side as well, Von Dalzell is going to be with us, a sports betting analyst over at NBC Sports, get his thoughts on what he believes are the best bets in the afternoon slate of the NFL. That's that and more coming back here on Live that Sunday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. You download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, some uh, some updates here. I know one of these actually will make our uh, our next guest happy. I'll double check to see if this is officially official. You never want to make assumptions here. Yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers are into the end zone. We are all knotted up at seven apiece. Vaughn Dalzell with us now, of course, uh, does a lot of work for NBC Sports. Vaughn, appreciate the time. Steelers tie it up. Terrible towels up. What's up, man? Doing well, hoping we pull through today. But, you know, Joe Flacco's quarterback for the Jets. Patriots are playing their hearts out. So, as a Steelers fan, it's going to be a sweaty day, but we're always just along for the ride at this point, aren't we? Yeah, that's a very good point. For those who, uh, again, to refresh anybody watching it or listening around the country, the uh, Steelers need the Dolphins and the Patriots to lose to get into the postseason. They also have to win. Uh, That's the other part about this. So, we'll see if that's going to be the case uh, for Pittsburgh. Although the Jets did tie this game up. It's 3-3 right now between the Jets and the Dolphins. A thrilling contest. Uh, All right. Let's go to later today. I want to go to the Sunday night game. Green Bay Packers taking on the Detroit Lions. Uh, your thoughts here. Packers right now, the line is uh, kind of moving in their direction a little bit. We're up to five and a half in a couple of spots, total of 49. That's better from the open of 47. You think the Packers are going to get this thing done and get into the postseason? No questions asked. Yeah, I was one of the earlier people that played the minus four and four and a half with the Packers, so I like to see the line direction. I figured it would close at six. I'm holding the plus 800 ticket for the Packers to make the playoffs, so I'm definitely pulling for them. But what I love more is this game being outdoors, which I'm sure people have talked about plenty on this for Jared Goff and why you should fade him. It's a road game for the Lions, another factor in fading this team. But really it's just an all-out motivational spot for this Packers squad, in my opinion, that have were counted out by everybody, by the media, um, by opponents, and they've really rallied back since their bye week. And it's been since 2018 since the Lions swept the Packers. Earlier in the season, I was on the line spread and the money line that game when they were dogs against the Packers. They won 15 to 9. Nothing I love more than flipping uh, the second divisional game when these teams meet in a revenge spot, especially when a team like the Packers are home now and they have motivation as well. Not to say the Lions don't, but I've loved the Lions story, but Hard Knocks may have uh, gave us a little galaxy brain, like your producer was saying this season. What do you think the overall, let's say Packers win and get in? What do you think the ceiling is for this Green Bay Packers team in the tournament? I mean, I was looking over the NFC, and I I really think it might be a little more overrated than we thought. And, uh, I mean, I'm not betting quick to back the Giants in the postseason. Uh, The Vikings, obviously, if they're an underdog, I'm fading them. They're 1-4 ATS and on the money line as an underdog this season. The books are pretty much telling you when the Vikings are going to win or lose a game. 
but the Packers have a shot. You look at the Niners too. Brock Purdy, it's going to be his first start as a rookie. Um, that, that's, that's a big deal. Tom Brady and the Bucks obviously aren't as good as years past, and that offense has a lot of issues. So you just keep going down the list, and you find more reasons for a team like the Green Bay Packers to potentially make some noise. Um, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but do they have a shot at making the Super Bowl? Certainly. I think there is a chance that they make it in here. So I'm looking at the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Packers. Those are the three teams I'll likely be betting, depending on what their paths are to make the Super Bowl, but not to win it. Yeah, so you're I think an a- AFC team wins it. You're, you're in a much better position than I am. So you mentioned you have the playoff ticket on the Green Bay Packers. I have them at 85-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So I, I'd love to hear uh, that you think that that's going to be the case. Yeah. And part of the thinking was, Vaughn, really – that you hit on the main point for me, which is if you look at the NFC as a whole, it does seem pretty vulnerable. Like I don't think there's really any like certain like mortal lock. Even a team like the Eagles, I don't think that that is a team that you're going to uh, really just shoe into the uh, NFC Championship game and or the Super Bowl. I agree. Yeah, and mainly the Eagles have been a first half team. We see what they do slowing down in the second half. So if that's if that's the case, man, I mean, I don't like the Eagles that much long term. Uh, this in the playoffs, I don't like any of these teams to be honest with you in the NFC. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have been pretty much my team rocking with all year. I've liked the Bills a lot. They've had issues defensively. We've had a couple PFF guests, and I mean, looking at the numbers for the Bills defensively doesn't give you uh, much hope either. But with Josh Allen as the quarterback, they they could certainly make some noise. So I mean, the top three teams in the AFC, as chalky as it is. I think those are the three best bets if you're looking at futures to win the Super Bowl. And I wouldn't talk you off either of them. But if you're in the NFC, I'd just say throw some darts, man. Take the Cowboys, take the Packers, uh, throw some lunch money out there and try and get a big payout. So big play here in uh, Tampa and Atlanta. So the uh, Buccaneers are into the end zone. Russell Gage snags a ball in the end zone. It's a touchdown. Buccaneers up on top 16-10. Uh, so that is, of course, a first half over. Uh, it was a total of 20, so you're over that. And uh, the Buccaneers who uh, we have some interest in, I do, uh, as a first-half money line play, have been a uh, have taken the lead here with 146 left to go. Russell Gage also seemingly injured himself on the play, so we'll keep an eye on that. Blake, uh, Blaine Gabbert is in this game. All right, so let's talk about some of the games I know you don't really maybe have a strong opinion on, but I'm going to get your thoughts on a couple of these in the afternoon. First off, uh, Seattle and Los Angeles. Uh, do you have anything here? What are your thoughts on this at all? Because, Vaughn, I generally kind of think the way that I go with some of these, and I have a bet on this, I took six and a half with L.A., I think the market tends to kind of freak out for these teams that have something to play for, taking on the teams that don't. And I think this is a really good yeah. instance of that. This Seahawks team was a one-and-a-half-point underdog to Mike White and the Jets last week. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> they got as high as six-and-a-half. I think the market was freaking out a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, it's it's a public play, too. Like, everybody is going to think Seattle is going to be easy money today. And you've seen all over social media, especially Twitter and Instagram, it's incentive week. All these guys have so much to play for. We've already seen guys like Patrick Mahomes uh, and Zay Jones go under their totals as player props. But, yeah, I mean, the Rams arguably playing some of their best football this season with Baker Mayfield as the quarterback. You know, that comeback win against the Raiders sparked things. Obviously, they lost to the Packers, who were hot and confident, and they crushed the Broncos on Christmas. Um, and, you know, the loss of the Chargers, Chargers had a lot to play for in that game, too, or making the postseason solidify themselves and everything. So, yeah, this is more of a Rams spot. If you haven't played a 6.5 or 7, you probably lie, but this is a good, a good number because if Seattle gets a field goal, or scores early, you might be able to snag a seven out there. But I'm not in a rush to back the Seahawks. I mean, that last win against the Jets snapped three straight losses. Uh, if you're looking for a good player prop, uh, one that I threw a little bit on was Kenneth Walker, over 74.5 rushing yards. I'm seeing it's up to like 78, 79.5. Uh, it's also his offensive rookie of the year campaign. So I just made up incentive weeks, but he does have an incentive. But this is a game where I think the Seahawks game script 
doesn't really fluctuate enough for him not to be involved throughout the game. Um, and he's just been a workhorse. The Seahawks have had some injuries throughout the season at the wideout, weaponry positions, uh, no matter what they are. And Kenneth Walker's been a pretty constant. So uh, I like him, and I like the Rams if you can get a better number than a five and a half. Which NFC East underdog would you rather back, the Washington Commanders or the New York Giants today? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I would take the Giants because 16 and a half is a lot. Eagles could easily get out to do their first half business here, get out to a nice 10, 13, 14-point lead, maybe even 17. Maybe they cover the full game spread in the first half, and then guess what? They lay down and they relax in the second half like they've done all season. They don't want to press the issue and get Jalen Hurts hurt who's uh, returning here for the first time after deciding in the fantasy playoffs for me, he's not going to play and win me a championship this season. How original. But I do think Jalen Hurts in the playoffs, you know, he's going to be some teams that struggle against mobile quarterbacks. He's going to be a problem, but I don't think he's going to make the elite throws necessary to lead them to Super Bowl or win it this season. I think the Eagles are a great team, one of the best overall teams, but um, I think the second half here is going to be a little lackadaisical. So I would take the Giants instead of taking the Cowboys. I don't want to back the. I don't want to take the commanders at all. Excuse me, commanders. Uh, I do not blame you. I do not blame you at all, and uh, I yeah. I agree with that sentiment too. I used the uh, Giants in the contest, but uh, as far as like the game is concerned yeah, too, point. this keeps climbing. Uh, I'm going to be in on the uh, New York Giants again, especially if it gets to that full 17. Uh, all right, one of the games actually we haven't hit on at all today, and I, it is on my on me as a host. Uh, 14 with a total of 40. The 49ers against the Cardinals. Is there any angle to be had here? I mean, the 49ers do have a shot. It depends on some results that they could get the one seed. Do you do anything with this at all? Um, I think that a lot of guys here, the Niners are going to be resting in the second half. Right. Um, if you haven't t- since no one's talked about it, Christian McCaffrey's rushing prop uh, is 48 and a half yards. Uh, so that certainly tells you that he's not going to be playing a majority of this game here today. Uh, so certainly if you're looking at a spot, it's got to be Niners first half or nothing. Um, they could be a team like the Eagles today where they just relax in the second half. They could maintain and win this game by over two touchdowns, but I'd much rather see the motivation in the first half and see these co- teams come out firing. Um, and if you're looking for another prop, maybe Brock Purdy under 226 and a half passing yards. Once halftime rolls past the third quarter, Brock Purdy may get pulled, and they may also just be running the ball majority of the second half with the backup running backs. Vaughn, it's always good to talk to you, man. We are up against so We got 60 seconds. You got something for me on the national championship game on Monday? Oh, Stetson Bennett, over 272 and a half passing yards, up to 285. His uh, four of the five biggest games this year against teams like Oregon, Ohio State, Tennessee. He's gone over his passing total, and obviously second straight time in the national championship. I like the game over, 62 and a half, 63 and a half. Obviously shop around for the best line. You saw what the college football playoffs is about. Nobody's playing defense. Georgia's defense is most vulnerable in the, in the secondary and when I say that, they actually are ranked 79th of passes 15 or more yards downfield, um, along 42% completion percentage. Um, and C.J. Stroud went 7 for 8 against Georgia. So Max Duggan certainly has a pretty nice matchup. And if you're looking for one more guy, Fabe McConkey. I knew you That's would, my man. Bets. Appreciate it, dude. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Go Steelers. Yep, you got it. All right, we'll give you an update to uh, everybody else around the National Football League, tell you what's going on, and also – joined by a few more guests before we get you out of here. Mark Schofield joins us next. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VSEN's experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. 
Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you a better sports better. Includes our pro tools, pro picks, pro tips, and more. Uh, also, our 24-7 live video channel is pretty cool, too. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. Sign up for only $9.99. Become a part of the sports betting network family. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. V-S-I-N.com. Okie dokie. Uh, let's update real quick. Uh, we are at the break. It is a 14-14 tie between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. A uh, key here, uh, first off, in-game line, 3.5 in favor of Buffalo, total of 51.5. Only one offensive touchdown for the Buffalo Bills. Remember, opening uh, kickoff returned for a touchdown by Naheem Hines, former Colt. Let's go. Um, that is the only offensive touchdown the Buffalo Bills have so far. So Patriots playing pretty well here, uh, playing well defensively. At that, we'll give you a bunch of halftime scores here momentarily, but let's welcome in our next guest, Mark Schofield. Nice enough to give us some time today, NFL writer, SB Nation. Mark, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it as always. I just wanted to talk to you about a general thing when it comes to right these teams and motivation. I always laugh when we have these conversations because you know generally in betting circles, you'll find a lot of public betters are like, "Oh, Team A needs to win. Of course they're going to win." But it's not really that easy, and I think that there's a lot of good examples of this. Uh, but do you find, like, I kind of find, like, when you're looking at some of these teams that are in spots where they got to win, you know, they're not as dominant as people expect them to be because, hey, the other team, whether it's contract incentives or others, they got stuff to play for, too. Right, Jonathan. I mean, that's the phrase we hear all the time, and it's great to be with you right now. You know, the other guys, the guys on the other side of the ball, they're getting paid, too. They've got incentives, too. I mean, you look at whether it's, you know, New England and Buffalo right now, whether it's Baltimore and Cincinnati, whether it's some of the games we're going to see in the late afternoon window. You know, teams that have things to play for certainly have some motivation going in, but you might have players that could think they're on the roster bubble going into next season. You might have coaches that could think, hey, I need a win to solidify my own status. So there are incentives for players. There are incentives for coaches. There's incentives for teams going into this final uh, Sunday of the NFL regular season. And so, you know, the idea that just because a team has something to play for, you know, means that they're going to win. I don't think that's always, you know, a guaranteed lock when you're looking at NFL games. And the best example might be tonight's game, right? You've got Detroit. You've got Green Bay. Green Bay's in a win-and-get-in situation. The Lions, they need a Seattle Seahawks loss before their game kicks off if they're going to have any hope of getting into the playoffs with a win. But they might also be incentivized by the fact that, hey, the Green Bay Packers, they're a division rival. We've got a chance to knock them out of the playoffs. Even if we can't get in, what's better than ending our season with knocking Aaron Rodgers out? And so I think there are incentives to be found all over this schedule going into the final week of the season, whether it's a playoff win situation or something else. Uh, I'd also say, Mark, if we are like ranking the coaches who would have a team that has nothing to play for fully engaged and ready to right. go – I feel like I'd probably rate Dan Campbell pretty high. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Dan, Dan Campbell was like 1A, 1B on right. that list, right? I mean, a coach that is going to have his team ready to go no matter what. And I mean, you know, Dan Campbell, you know, from summertime has been basically saying, look, we're the team that – you know, can and will this year. The Lions released a little motivational video, a little hype video on social media this week, and it had Dan Campbell in the summertime saying the Lions are the team that can and will. And if that comes down to just, hey, we're going to knock our bitter division rivals out of the playoffs, we're going to finish the season strong, Dan Campbell is going to have that team ready to go no matter what happens in that earlier window with the Rams and the Seahawks. So I wanted to ask you this. As we kind of look, we, we see this story all the time, right? And we'll, we'll stick on this game. Teams that get the momentum heading into the postseason. A win for this Green Bay Packers team. Obviously, they've been playing a lot better. It does coincide with the emergence of Christian Watson. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looks a little bit more comfortable 
What do you think the ceiling is for Green Bay should they win this game and get into a postseason, which I think the NFC, we were talking about this earlier with our other guest, Mark, I think it looks a lot more wide open than we initially thought. I wouldn't say no to this Green Bay Packers team, to, to use the cliche right, to making some noise, whatever that may mean, in an NFC playoff picture. Absolutely, Jonathan. I think you're 100% right about that. Because if you had asked me that question, say, prior to the holidays back in November when they first started winning games, you know, that's when you had Jalen Hurts was still healthy. You know, that's when you saw that the Dallas Cowboys might have really sort of put things together. They've had some impressive wins down the stretch, but a lot has changed since then. And you look at that idea of a team going into the postseason on a hot streak, playing good football, putting things together at the end of the season when you need to be playing your best. That's the Green Bay Packers right now. Now, the only thing that could give me some reservations about them making a deep run, making some noise, is a potential matchup with San Francisco at San Francisco because there is a scenario that could play out this afternoon where the Niners lock up that second overall seed with a win. The idea of Green Bay going to San Francisco, which has been sort of a difficult environment for them in the past, that's something that gives me a little bit of reservation about them. The Packers potentially make it a deep run. But surely on the sole fact of who's playing the best football in the NFC right now, 49ers are one team, the Packers are another. They might meet in the first round, but I do like the way that the Packers have come together. Of course, you know, they do still have to win tonight to get in. So, And that's actually a great point to, to kind of move on from here, which is, so the 49ers are obviously kind of an Achilles heel for the Green Bay Packers, as you noted. They're also starting a rookie quarterback. Like, where are you at with Brock Purdy and what it means to have a rookie quarterback as your starter in the postseason? Because while Kyle Shanahan has been fantastic and he, I think, raises the floor of really any quarterback that he's got, Brock Purdy was still the last player selected in the NFL draft this last year, is still a rookie. It is a little bit of a different animal starting a playoff game, even if it is at home against a team that your team has had success against in the past. Right. And there are certainly some caveats to add to the Brock Purdy story, which is, you know, like you said, he was the last overall pick. He was Mr. Irrelevant, seventh round selection for a reason. And yes, there's some talent around the quarterback position at San Francisco. You look at, you know, getting Debo Samuel back, the emergence of Christian McCaffrey in that offense, the other things they've been able to do. And certainly the 49ers have one of the best defenses in the league, and that's going to help a rookie quarterback, regardless of who the 49ers play in the first round. But this, if this Green Bay Packers defense, they've come together too. Mm -hmm. And the playoffs, we know it's different football. One mistake, one missed throw, one interception can change the course of an entire game, can change the course of your entire playoff experience. And a rookie quarterback in that kind of environment, Brock Purdy is going to be tested, whether it is Green Bay, you know, whether it ends up being another, another team like the New York Giants. He's going to face some things in the playoffs and in his first playoff start that he hasn't seen yet in the National Football League. It's going to be a difficult environment for him. Now, the argument for a Brock Purdy sort of playoff run is simple. Kyle Shanahan, the pieces they have on offense, and one of the NFL's best defenses. If you're a rookie quarterback making your first playoff start, those are nice things to have around you. Do you think he can win Rookie of the Year? I think he can. I mean, we've seen the odds, right? He was basically off the board weeks ago. Now he's, you know, one of the favorites. I think when we what we've seen from him over the past couple of weeks has been very impressive. And I think also the fact when you look at perhaps one of the other favorites, Brees Hall, the injury that he had, how well he was playing earlier in the year, but having that injury, he's sort of faded a bit in the discussion as Purdy has played himself into the discussion. That certainly helps Brock Purdy's case. And the last thing is this, we know 
how all of these postseason awards tend to go. Mm -hmm. They tend to be quarterback awards. And so those factors, I think, work strongly, Jonathan, in Brock Purdy's favor when it comes to Rookie of the Year. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. My, we were getting to this argument last weekend, and my whole thing was, like, it was never he can't win it because he's not good enough. He, I, my thing is he can't win it because he didn't play enough, right? Because we're talking about, I think, would it be five starts uh, by the time he takes right. this snap here today? Uh, and guys like a Kenneth Walker, for example, have been playing pretty well as a thousand-yard rusher for a potential playoff team. I am fascinated to see what the voters are going to do with this overall, but uh, he is definitely a candidate. Uh, all right, let's go to the NFC East and get your thoughts. Both NFC East teams, I think, have started to show their warts as the season has gone along here, but I wanted to focus on Philly. Jalen Hurst looks like he's going to be back today. I guess I don't know if worried is the right term to use here, Mark, but the, the issues that Philadelphia has shown here, how worried are you, for lack of a better term, about Philadelphia's ceiling when it comes to the postseason competing for a Super Bowl? Jonathan, I might take a little bit of a cop-out answer here and say ask me again in a couple of hours. Yeah. Uh, because so much of what Philadelphia does on offense, and Jason Kelsey, their starting center on his show, his podcast with his brother Travis Kelsey, said it best. He's like, look, everything we do on offense starts with Jalen Hurts, whether it's the run game and all the run game designs that rely on what he can do or the threat of what he can do with his legs, as well as what they do in the passing game. It starts with Jalen Hurts. If he's healthy, they're going to be okay. But if he's limited, if that shoulder limits him physically throwing the football, if that shoulder and the fear of re-injury sort of limits what he wants to do in the run game or what that coaching staff feels comfortable calling in the run game, they're going to have some problems. And so that's what I'm very curious to watch over these next couple of hours, Jonathan. How comfortable does he look? How healthy does it look? How open are they to using him in all facets of their offense if he's limited that's going to pose a problem for them maybe not you know a divisional round but potentially in an nfc championship game against a team like san francisco and that defense we just talked about mark schofield nfl writer sb nation mark we're up against it but thank you very much for the time we appreciate it as always sir thanks so much jonathan enjoy the rest of the games have a great one yep you too man thank you all right, updates here. We'll give you more of these, of course, as we take a deep look at this before I get out of here. Colts right now, 17-7. to It's what they trail to the Houston Texans. 12-21 left to go in the third quarter. They have a second and goal. Sam Ellinger and the Indianapolis Colts trying to dig out of the hole that they have dug for themselves. Um, and uh, not a great game from Sammy, considering that he turned the ball over twice, uh, leading one, at least, to a uh, score for the Houston Texans. So, We'll give you in-game updates. We'll give you score updates where we're at with a lot of these games, many of them important when it comes to the grand scheme of the AFC postseason. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn a BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. Never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign and improved features with quicker navigation. And planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, valuable perks. You wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today. Take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so let's go to Indianapolis real quick. So we were... We're obviously very much tracking this for multiple reasons. Uh, as somebody who, I guess, roots for the Indianapolis Colts, very much would like to see them lose this game. So the Colts have a fourth and goal from, uh, what was it, like the six-yard line, whatever it was. They were lining up for a 26-yard field goal. Okay? You are a team that is eliminated from contention, playing for nothing. Go for it. There's no point in not doing it. There's nothing on the line. You go for it. In, in, in a lot of instances, you go for that. But regardless, you have nothing going on. Go for it. The Houston Texans get called for encroachment. So the ball moves up halfway to the goal, whatever it is. It then becomes, what was it, a 23-yard field goal, whatever it was, 22. Jeff Saturday and the Colts still line up to kick said field goal. But as I see on Twitter, Jeff Saturday was then booed by the Indianapolis Colts crowd. So instead of actually making the smart decision, he freaked out and burned a timeout to then go for it, and they failed to convert it. So Jeff Saturday is a genius because not only did he burn a timeout that he did not need to, thus setting them up for, you know, hey, maybe tight game. You don't have one fewer timeout. Brilliant. Also, they didn't get the score. Brilliance all the way around. Jeff Saturday playing 5D chess at this point right now. Uh, Really, as it's being put out there, really putting it all out there for the horseshoe, as they say. So good for Jeff Saturday. Um, In all seriousness, I mean, 
the second they call that penalty, you should have your offense ready to go and out there on the field because you should be going for it. But instead, Jeff needed to be booed and then told, hey, you should probably consider going for this, bro, as opposed to kicking the field goal. But regardless, 17-7, y'all love to see it. You really do. Okay, let's go around the NFL and give you some updates. First off, we go to Minnesota and Chicago. Uh, It is official. We are all done here for the starting group for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, It does look like Kirk Cousins is off the field for Minnesota. So right now the Vikings set to just kind of coast along, and whatever the result's going to be, the result is going to be. I do believe they have a goal-to-go possession. They might have uh, finished up on that possession. But regardless, Nick Mullins is in for Kirk Cousins. Mullins off to a solid start, 3-3 for 41 yards in his short stint here in the second half. But the Vikings pretty much uh, putting on this one with a uh, 10-point lead right now. Endgame, 16.5, total of 44.5. I will say, and this is where the in-game betting right in, in weeks like this gets pretty interesting. So a lot of these are just like algorithms tied to game situation. Um, not tied into it is, hey, backups are in. So for example, Minnesota and Chicago, while Chicago's doing the weird two-quarterback system and blah, 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 a 16.5-point spread with a team that is up the way the Vikings are but obviously has their backups in, I would very much be looking, if I wanted to get involved here, at the Chicago Bears as opposed to, you know, either obviously laying it with the Minnesota Vikings, I I think that might not really account for the fact that the Vikings are um, essentially resting everybody and are all done in this contest at a 16.5-point spread. Uh, Also, we go to Buffalo. So New England Patriots, I think, I mean, you got to be pretty impressed with New England here. I very much want them to lose this game so I can cash in on this win total. Uh, But they're playing really well, and this is a very big play here. They have a fourth and one at about midfield. Again, playing for your playoff life doing the right thing. They are lining up to go for it on this fourth and one. They're on the Buffalo 41-yard line. Too close to kick, too short to uh, you know punt, whatever it is, and they're going to convert. Hunter Henry's going to catch this for a first down, so they're going to keep this drive going. But a really good performance for New England. Right now, by the way, in-game, Bill's still a three-and-a-half-point favorite, total off the board as we speak. But they have really held down Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Again, Bills only have one offensive touchdown so far, the other coming via special teams on the opening kickoff. They have done a great job defensively against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And While their offense has not been tremendous, they are still doing enough here um, to play pretty tight. And it also goes back to, again, we talk about this all the time, but it's very much worth noting one more time. When games start off the way like this one did, where the Bills get a special teams touchdown the second they touch the ball, and that line, remember, got all the way to 14.5 in favor of the Buffalo Bills. What do we always talk about on the show, which is playing against those early scores, and especially if they're non-sustainable early scores, and that's exactly what happened here. And sure enough, a line that was 14.5 is now 3.5 in favor of Buffalo, and the New England Patriots are moving. Just got a big first down here, and they're inside the 35-yard line. Just go. It just really does help when you're paying attention to scenarios uh, like this. All right, let's go up to Pittsburgh. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers up on top of the Cleveland Browns. This is a 10-7 lead for the Steelers, but they do have a second down inside the 20-yard line of the Cleveland Browns. So working on a goal-to-go possession potentially here. Again, the scenario, the Steelers do need a lot to happen. They need the uh, Miami Dolphins to lose. They need the Patriots to lose, and that will help. A Mac Jones interception that went toward the goal line. So Bills are going to stave off a New England Patriots possession here, and they're going to take over inside their own 10 very, yeah, well, I'll double check to see what this was. It looked like maybe a miscommunication. Uh, Mac Jones was going down the sideline, just a poorly thrown ball. It was one of the, the Bill, I mean, the Patriots, if you've watched them all year long, one of the things that's kind of stuck out 
uh, outside of the inability of this offense to really do anything. Like when you watch their offense specifically, Jones and the Patriots have been really kind of uh, reliant, we'll say, on some of these one-on-one like matchups on the outside and just kind of throwing it up and hoping their guys make plays. That was one of those instances, and Jones overthrew his receiver, and it's intercepted by Buffalo. So Bills are going to take over inside their own 10. You see the money line shift and the, uh, the spread shift as well. Give you an update on what it is officially. You'd assume this is probably going to go to like, yeah, it might, won't move much. The total will dip here. I've got this Bills, let's see, three and a half still with a total of 46 and a half shaded to the underdog side. So not a massive adjustment there, but a lost possession essentially for the New England Patriots. You want to take that three and a half, by the way, uh, minus 140. you got to lay it. Let's go over uh, back really quickly to Pittsburgh. Third down for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to end in a Kenny Pickett sack, courtesy of Miles Garrett. So now we have a fourth down, and uh, one would assume, because it's a pretty long fourth down, that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers are going to line up to kick a field goal, potentially take a 13-7 lead over Cleveland. All right, I want to go to New York and Miami. I have not paid attention, I will admit, to this game in any way, shape, or form. Uh, why would you when you have Skylar Thompson taking on Joe Flacco? But... This is the second most important game on the board when it comes to the final seed in the AFC because, of course, the Dolphins win, the Patriots lose, the Dolphins grab control of the seventh seed. Skylar Thompson so far today, 13-19, and 19, 111 yards, 5.8 yards per play. But why I bring this up is, one, because it's important. Two, the Dolphins do have a, uh, a well, it was a red zone possession, it looked like, <laughs> but a very, uh, very poorly designed and or executed run play as Raheem Mostert, it looks like, tackled about seven or eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. So this is going to be a second uh, second down, we'll call it somewhere uh, probably about the Dolphins' 19 or 20-yard line or so, uh, but they are knocking on the door of the red zone. But Miami, of course, obviously wants to win this game. The offense so far, from an um, efficiency standpoint, neither has been great. Dolphins have had the slight edge here. It's a second and 21, by the way. 4.9 yards per play, 13 total first downs for the Miami Dolphins so far in this game. Uh, right now, Skylar Thompson completes a pass for about seven yards. So this is going to go, we'll call this about second and four, third and 14 coming up for the Dolphins. We're looking to take a lead in a uh, pretty deep possession into Jets territory. All right, from there, uh, a meaningless game now. Well, I mean, because everybody's rested and the result is in in the first half. Worth updating that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up 17-13 right now uh, over the Atlanta Falcons. And I will say this, and this kind of goes with the theme of what we've been talking about throughout this entire show on Live Bet Saturday. Again, the market completely like dogpiling on the Atlanta Falcons before the game began today. Uh, They closed, remember, as six-point favorites consensus the Falcons did in this game. And and this, again, speaks to, again, like I guess like these algorithms, the way these teams are rated and weighted and whatnot. Look, the the Falcons still here, a favorite in this game, down 17-13, one and a half the spread there, total off the board. But if you were somebody who wanted to come in and just pound the Atlanta Falcons because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had nothing to play for, Throughout this entire contest, you have had better opportunities from an in-game standpoint because the market was freaking out just a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers not needing anything in this contest at all. So, again, I think it is a lesson. We'll see if that lesson continues to kind of pay dividends as something that I have heavily invested in throughout this day as we get to the afternoon slate. And last update here, Sam Elgar and the Colts are going to have about a third and five with 8.45 left to go. They are in Texans territory at about the Houston Texans 45-yard line flag on the field, so we'll see. Um, I won't probably see what it is because I'm out of here. But the guys here on Live Bet Sunday will have a lot for you as the day moves along. Might have a turnover here in Buffalo, too. Looks like a scrum and a lost fumble. No official note here. Surprisingly enough, New England Patriots players pointing in their own direction, thinking that they do have the ball. And it does look like it is Patriots' ball. 
New England's going to take over at about the 10-yard line of Buffalo. Might have a goal-to-go situation. Give you an update on that when the guys return here on Live Bet Sunday. All done for today. It's been a fun NFL regular season, of course, back throughout the postseason in the weekends as well. Till then, good luck, and we'll talk to you on Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.